0: Welcome back to Horville's Hunt of Horrors. I'll have to start out the episode with the, you know, the, the classic Halloween. Oh, that's uh, right. Some thunderclaps yep. and stuff. Halloween
1: episode. Yep.
0: I'll be like,
1: <laughs> Special Halloween
2: episode. Star Wars Total Rewind. Enter if you dare. Get that uh, Transylvania yeah. <laughs> accent. Horville. Oh, boy. Welcome back to Star Wars Total Rewatch. Yes. Getting near the end of Ewoks Season 2. Yeah. This is Episode 10, Horville's Hut of Horrors (laughs) and the Tragic Flute from November 15 of
0: 86. Yep. I'm Cody.
2: I'm Aaron. I'm Daniel. We're just a bunch of Ewoks having fun. Not in this episode, though.
0: Well... You want to call it fun. This one we're being spooked.
1: You're right. Super spooked. I got so much info. Do you? All right. It was hard to track it down, but I got it all. You did. Good job. They don't put links to stuff on their their pages. It's (laughs) not as connected as it should be, but these articles do exist.
2: Uh, It's all connected.
1: (laughs) I did the research for you guys.
2: You're right.
0: Once again, there's a another festival going on in this episode. Right. It's more like a carnival of sorts.
1: There's other species involved in this carnival. Mm-hmm. An
2: interspecies gathering. Yeah. Not just an ewok party. It feels like another traveling circus, but it's a little more well rounded, maybe, than the oh, More yeah.
1: <laughs> developed. Yeah, yeah. they have
0: different attractions. we will give you a quick summary oh, of yeah, the episode. Yeah. In in this episode, Wicket wants to go out on some warrior overnight camp i guess but in order to do that his mother shodu says that he must first bring his little sibling to the tumble bunny show some little kid show um so naturally they don't do that instead Wicked convinces everyone to bring their younger siblings to horville's hut of horrors just some kind of like a haunted house essentially and then all the walklings are super freaky and scared. And so to fix it, Tebow builds some crazy dream, bad dream sucking machine that takes all the bad dreams away from the walklings. But instead, they fall into wicket. And then he has nightmares. And then he comes clean to his mother, who then forces him to be in the Tumble Bunny um, mm-hmm. show instead of going on the, the warrior camp overnight visit. Poor Wicked.
2: This is another one of those sitcom episodes where they just <laughs> replaced everything with, with Ewok names. Seriously. So instead of going on, like, his whatever camping trip with his Boy Scouts or something, it's the warrior overnight trip. Yeah, sleepover party. Yeah, everything's just kind of... Almost all of this could happen on another show with humans. Oh, yeah. Go to a circus. They're supposed to be watching their kids and taking them to some dumb kid's show, and they don't want to do that not a lot of i mean the, the aliens and stuff are unique but you could replace it all with you know you get the idea yeah the tumble bunnies right it's like the wiggles <laughs> the wiggles live wow. i like how everybody knows like all the older kids yeah. know about the tumble bunnies
1: and they all right, think it's right. terrible it was something they liked when they were little kids they they've they've grown out of it
2: uh, they're way way too cool for this stuff now i think wicket would think he was too
1: cool for this his own show <laughs> Right, right. The tumble bunnies are these three eared bunnies, like we saw in that other episode. Oh, that's right. Indoor rabbits have three ears.
0: The show was run by some weird duck looking guy. I don't
1: want to know what that is. Honestly, seriously disturbing. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's more scary than the hut of horrors. He doesn't seem to really
2: want to be doing the show, but he's just, he's like, "All right, kids, come on up, see the tumble bunnies." they got a great show for you today.
1: We can talk all about the fair.
0: Yeah.
1: It's got everything. Mm -hmm. We see, like, uh, the strong man kind of hit the hammer type of uh, attraction.
0: Yep. Launch the bell up. We see Asha in the background.
1: Well, yeah. So there's a
0: few characters
1: here, and I was wondering who they were. Because, like, this is uh,
0: Paplu? I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this one here, this... uh, yellow one is named Charita. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Apparently she has an article about her. And okay. She's in a bunch of episodes. It's in the background. And, uh, does nothing. <laughs> it just says that she was part of the same circle of young warriors that included Weechi, Paplu, and Asha. <laughs> so these are like the cool older siblings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a
2: lot of real um, live action shows will hire some of the same people to be extras all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. like on Star Trek, you'll see a lot of the same crew members that never have any lines, but they're just walking
1: around and all. Right, and you imagine they have their own adventures. Wasn't there a Star Trek episode that actually like fully involved these side characters?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they maybe did
1: focus on them just for fun once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Which I wouldn't mind for this because these characters seem really good. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just because we don't see them. You can just pretend that they actually have, you know, compelling motivations and aren't just one-node characters. Right,
1: right. In my imaginary Ewoks show. <laughs> You'd
2: see the kids once in a while in the background and wonder, what are they up to? Right, and to be like, ugh, those dumb walklings, get out of here. <laughs> so they try the tumble bunnies and they just they just can't do it for more than a few seconds.
1: All four of them are bringing their little siblings. So, like, Debo's bringing milani yeah to the show latara's well, got her two two little, little little siblings i mean they all have names <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah what are their nippet oh boy right and uh i forget i know we've seen them all before though one of them has that screechy voice oh yeah yeah that's, that's Nisa's little sister right yeah
1: we don't really hear her talk much here though wicket's little sister's named window oh i don't
0: know it's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, then we find out the main attraction, Orville's Hut of Horrors.
1: Well, this is, yeah, this appeals to Wicket way more
0: than the Tumble Bunnies. And he's like, let's take a vote to see where we should go. And the overwhelming majority say, let's go watch the f- Tumble Bunnies. Apparently Wicket doesn't count the younger kids. His votes is... <laughs> right. All the little kids want to eat tumble bunnies because this stuff looks scary. Yeah,
2: and them. mostly
1: him. He's the one that kind of talks everybody yeah, into this stuff. Yeah, decides majority rules or yeah. just older Ewoks have more a say.
2: He's so irresponsible. <laughs> well,
1: let's talk about the Hut of Horrors. It's a weird thing.
0: Yeah, we can talk about Horville who kind of... Looks similar to a Thorian, yeah. That's what,
2: yeah. I know I've seen him before, but re- let this species but remind me where where do we see these guys? Oh, jeez. we see him in the
0: Galactic Senate. That's
2: kind of the hammerhead guy,
0: yeah. There you go, that's right? That's, there's a hammerhead in the bar. Orville kind of looks like an Athorian, but like instead of like the, his neck connecting to the, the bottom of his head, it connects to like the top of his head. His eyes are in the wrong place.
1: It's got to be the same thing, though. I don't know. They also said. He kind of looks like a Chevin article also said. These guys are weird looking. Oh, goodness.
0: Yeah, I, was, I remember Chevins. You
1: hmm. could kind of see a similarity there, but who knows? It doesn't look enough like either of them to say for sure. What's he doing on Endor? We also have no idea. <laughs>
2: Same thing everybody else is doing here. <laughs> I guess.
0: <laughs> right, but he kind of has his... Spooky Yaks. I don't even remember what they were. I do. So, <laughs> That's okay. what told, I was trying to. Hopefully, find you're out. taking notes. Well,
1: I'm. I'm like trying to pinpoint exactly the names and of all these different creatures that they introduce. Most of them do have names, <laughs> even though they're hardly seen. But the this first thing is just referred to as the snake eater, <laughs> which is just a weird Ooh. green thing that apparently eats snakes or like, you no, know, it's pretty nasty. Like, I don't know if that's like, he's got a weird tongue or something, but it definitely scary.
2: Are these even real creatures?
1: They look like just a bunch of sheets hanging up. They're behind the sheets because they enter it later. Most of what we see is just the, this picture on a sheet and just it makes a scary sound.
2: The cartoon doesn't show us what's
1: inside this hut.
2: It would presumably be too scary to see.
1: We kind of see it later here. Like in their imaginations later on? Yeah, but there's not really a good clear image. This other thing here looked to me like this creature that we kind of referenced in the theme song, in the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, This thing that... um The one that's holding the mymph houses up. Holds the mymph houses, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man, it was hard to find what it was called. He says it, but I didn't know how to spell it. Uh, but I did finally find it. It's called the, the plube. All
0: right. <laughs> how do you spell that for everybody else out there searching? Uh,
1: P-L-O-O-B. There's really not much about it. But um, actually, I have no idea if this is even it's what A small green ball with a tube-like nose? No, that's not describing it at all. That's something else.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> well. Go back to searching. But this is definitely <laughs> the thing that um was in the intro, so I still don't have a good name for it. Mm. There's a lot of weird creatures in this episode and in the next one. Like, it's too much, okay? I'm trying to do a comprehensive <laughs> rundown on all the creatures, and they're adding, like, ten more every episode. Ridiculous. There's also this guy, just to finish it up. This guy is called Bill Bob, the fortune teller. Bill Bob the Mystic. Is that his name or his species? Uh, you know what? <laughs> all right. It's good enough that he has any sort of name at all. Okay. And he comes out and says, Doom. All well, right. He says he will tell your fortune. I'm Bill Bob the Mystic.
0: Who knows your future. Doom.
1: <laughs> all he says is Doom. <laughs>
2: what more do you need to know? Alright. That was the majority of my research. I mean that's the majority of the episode. The yeah, this,
0: there's literally nothing that happens in this episode.
2: <laughs> you don't even see the hut. You just next thing you see is them running out because it
1: was too scary. There's also some little critter that makes organ noises.
0: Yeah, he has little
1: organ pipes on him. <laughs> so but yeah, we don't see much of inside of it. They come running out scared. And
2: yeah, and so the little kids are upset and uh, Wicket says, well, we got to distract them so our parents won't find out <laughs> that we took them to this <laughs> thing instead of the Tumble Bunnies. So he tries to host a sleepover and it sort of works, but not completely. So Tebow comes up with some crazy dream invention. Yeah,
0: but apparently it's of gray design. Oh yeah,
2: you're right. Well, it actually does work. Yeah, that I was surprised that it actually worked. So yeah, successfully takes all the fear out of the little kids and uh, seems to be running smoothly until it part of it breaks and it tips over next to Wicket, so he gets
1: to have all the dreams instead. Yeah, all the nightmares go to him. And man, he trips out hard.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this weird sequence. I
1: hate those kinds of yeah nightmare sequences. Like the Goof Troop movie was like terrifying oh oh goodness <laughs> i know i hated that scene ter- seriously scary he
2: dreams that he's turning into goofy yeah yeah i never liked those things as a kid i don't really understand why somebody thinks it's a good idea to put nightmare sequences in a children's show <laughs> right
1: like, don't do this just don't do it i'm sure it's fun to draw and animate this stuff but
2: <laughs> well and like this sequence it's not it's even so cool. really scary it's just weird they just kind of put him in this like surreal dreamscape. There's a melted clock. Is there, actually? Yeah, in like the very beginning part. Okay. It feels like Salvador Dali kind of thing. It's probably just the animators decided to have, use an excuse to... That's what I'm saying. They were just getting bored. <laughs> getting bored of drawing Ewoks? I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And he wakes up and uh, confesses to his mom.
1: Yep. And he doesn't get to go to the <laughs> warrior overnight sleepover.
2: thing. <laughs> but he does get to host the Tumble Bunny show the next day. And his friends are having fun watching it now. <laughs> <laughs> the end. All right. Boom. Part two. Now for something completely different. Tragic Flute. Man, this is way better. Uh, the title is <laughs> based on the Magic Flute opera by Mozart, for what it's worth. Oh. that's There's no similarity, I don't think, in the story. Just another one of those pun titles. Oh, yeah
1: summarize it
0: sure thanks for volunteering daniel let's hear your summary
1: uh nisa like drops her ankle bracelet in the water and this giant crab appears (laughs) naturally and uh he presents a little test he says oh is this your ankle bracelet and he brings up like this golden one and she's like no and then he shows her her actual one she's like yes that was it And he's like oh thanks for being so honest you can have the golden one too That nice, and then Latara hears about it, and she thinks, "Oh, like I'll go drop my wooden flute that uh, my friends actually made for me." I'm assuming they made it after uh, they broke her other one. Mm. Oh, that's right. So she drops it in the lake, and then same thing happens. But she takes the golden one right away, the golden flute, and that's the wrong answer. (laughs) (laughs) The crab takes her to his fortress underwater. Yeah, the Ewoks have to go rescue her. And then uh the crab decides to give her a, one final test to see if she's really that really that greedy, right? That she'd like give up her own friends. And she's not. She actually learns her lesson. Amazing. She, she just barely passes the test. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually did laugh when that crab just appeared. That that got me. <laughs> really? I did not expect it at all. <laughs> he was just like. Hello.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just this is massive crab. This guy is so bizarre. He has a mishmash of just stuff smushed together to form some weird sea crab. Yeah, all kinds of sea animals. Yeah, he looks
1: like an experiment gone wrong.
2: His name is King
1: Albo. Elbow. Elbow it sounded like elbow. I don't It's spelled E L B O. Is it really? Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, he has a lot of little elbows. Right. He feels like another Type of something out of a fairy tale. Uh This opening sequence feels like a little fairy tale. The scene where she drops her ankle bracelet in and he says, Well, is this yours? No. Is this yours? No. And then the third one, of course, is. You know, they always have the three things in a row. Yeah. And then because you were so honest, I'll give you all of
1: them. It's like a fable. Like It's directly copying this fable called The Woodcutter and the Golden Axe. Oh, Oh, really? really? One of Aesop's fables. Yeah. I did not
2: know that. (laughs) It's
1: just the same story. (laughs) I mean...
2: But with a giant crab.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's
2: weird, but you kind of feel like, um, all right, I guess he's kind of nice. He's just like... (laughs) He appreciated her honesty. But no, it turns out he tests creatures Mm -hmm. for greediness and honesty. And if he doesn't like your answer,
1: he kidnaps you to his underwater palace. He's got a personal vendetta against greed. Who is this vigilante? (laughs) And who's he to talk about greed? He's got a treasure hoard in his castle.
0: That's Yeah, that's true. He's got a massive... Right, so... Nisa returns home and tells them the story. And then, of course, Latara, seeing anything gold, instantly is like, I must go and get gold. And see, the thing is, she listened to the entire story and knows the fact that he would give her all of them if she simply said that the last one was hers, and yet she still couldn't do it. She
1: can't refuse a shiny treasure. (laughs) Didn't want to take
2: any chances that he wasn't going to give her that stuff. I don't know. We haven't seen her flute in a long time. Probably not since that episode you mentioned where Tebow broke it with his magic.
1: Right. Yeah, no, and they, they make it clear that her friends made that one for her, carved it themselves. I, I like that. They actually, like, did repair her flute or make her a new one. Very nice of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're friends. That's the whole point of that. So. I like her reactions to the golden flutes. They were great. I mean, we have to include these.
0: I dropped my favorite flute into the water.
1: Hmm. Is this
0: it? beach Uh, that could be it. I'm just not sure.
1: Hmm. How about this one?
0: Whoa, honey! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Her actions were so uh, over the top. Just such a cartoon.
2: Do you think a flute would even work if it was that covered in diamonds? Wouldn't that throw off the sound? I mean, that doesn't matter, Aaron. It doesn't matter to
0: her. Let's get real here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so naturally, she gets she gets too greedy. This is bizarre, too. Adding to the
1: bizarro nature of the King, king Elbow.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she chooses the wrong answer. The top of his shell opens up, and it's creepy hand comes out and grabs her
2: (laughs) he already has hands why does he need a why does he need like a secret hand in a secret compartment
1: the freak of nature (laughs) i don't want to know what unnatural science brought this monstrosity about
0: (laughs) and so uh they have to go get her tebow uses his speak with animals spell and asks for a great big friend to come help
2: yeah he does his little bubbly voice underwater and uh this tiny fish arrives. Lots of splashing. You think it's going to be some, some enormous creature, but... It's just this little fish. This tiny little fish. And he says, Hi, you guys need some help? <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's got a good voice.
2: Oh, Tico! yeah! Oh!
0: Hi!
1: Huh? You need some help? This guy has a pretty lengthy Wikipedia article. (laughs) (laughs) Why? That's good. I mean, it's mostly reiterating what happens in the episode. But, like, somebody went to the trouble to write out all of this personality traits. I mean, his biography. Like, everything you could ever want to know, search up Tebow's fish friend on Wikipedia. (laughs) That's all he gets? That's all he's called? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's hilarious. So, yeah, he he blows a big bubble that they're able to enter. This bubble is like the prisoner bubble.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. The old 60s TV show, The Prisoner.
1: Oh, that's what you meant. You know, right? (laughs) Everybody knows that. Just the way it comes out of the water and stuff. Yeah,
2: this bubble thing that absorbs people if they try to
1: run away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Prisoner.
2: It's tough. Takes you back. In this, it reminded me of swimming down to Gunga City. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You have the, that same kind of a shot where you see the city approaching as they move closer
0: to it. Oh, don't worry. We get to go back. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the inside of his castle itself has breathable air. For some reason. Mm-hmm. For some reason. <laughs> For all the creatures he keeps captive here. All the greedy creatures. They find Latara. <laughs> like, what is this episode? Is I,
2: really, I really think the, the writers and the animators were just... What's
1: happened to this show? Out
2: of ideas and just making up anything they could think of at this point. Here you get Latara playing her flute, dressed as a mermaid, with some kind of squid thing... Uh, it has its tentacles around her like a prison, like a cage. Yeah. Are there mermaids in Star Wars? I'm not Probably. gonna ask these kinds of <laughs> <laughs> These
0: are the real questions that need answers.
2: She has a mermaid tail for some reason. They have
1: to pull it off. Not explained. Again, the the crab just kind of <laughs> appears. They're looking for a way out of the castle now and Tebow opens up this big door and it's like Hi, I'm the crab. <laughs> yep. I like that. That made me laugh. I, I, I like the idea of this, this gigantic crab that just appears out of nowhere. <laughs> Somehow he sneaks around, even though he's like
2: 20 feet tall. That felt like a shot out of old, some older cartoons too. where You know, they open a door and somebody's face is like some big thing is right there. Oh, not that way. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: He captures them in some kind of cage overhanging a shark tank. Classic evil villain lair.
0: Yeah, shark tank with some weird stingray-looking shark guys. Yeah, they're like stingray sharks.
2: I think the rest of the inhabitants of Endor need to do something about this guy.
0: (laughs) I mean, as long as you're not greedy, you're fine. Well, right, Aaron. He's doing a good thing for society. If the Dulux found him, they would all be gone in an instant. Perfect. (laughs) So he says, "Like,
2: I'm glad you guys wanted to help your friend. So here's what I'm gonna do: she can have another test, and if she passes, you get to leave. And if she fails, then I'm keeping all four of you."
1: Yeah, yeah. I just kind of wondered, like, why does he want to keep them? Thin out the
0: the bad eggs of society. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's got some weird vendetta. Like, what caused him to become who he is today? <laughs> what trauma <laughs> influences his mind?
1: So this test that he gives Latara is to enter his treasure trove, <laughs> but to come out with the most valuable item, and it's a trick question. Um, but her friends, up in the cage still, said, wow, well, Latara's never going to pass a test like that. <laughs> yeah, they just have so much faith in her. They said, we
0: can't count on her
1: we need to find another way out of here.
0: But. So it's like, quick Tebow, use your magic. And apparently he had a grow potion just sitting. He in always his, carries his stuff around. And I don't know why why he was gonna plan on using that to help them get out of there, but uh but naturally Instead he drops it on the shark. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a giant <laughs> shark instead. A giant stingray shark. What everybody needs.
1: Yeah, Latara's just having a heyday in the treasure room. <laughs>
0: but then she finally learns what the most valuable thing in the treasure room was.
1: He put her own wooden flute in there, which is clearly the most valuable thing because her friends made it for her.
0: Yeah. You have chosen wisely. Right? It's a small little wooden mm-hmm. flute instead of the elegant magical flute. Makes sense. Holy
2: grail of flutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Here you go.
1: Check it out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she gives Tibo a big old kiss. Right on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, just, just blam all. Yeah. yeah.
2: I guess is she thanking him or is she just happy to be set free? She finally realizes that her friends have value. <laughs> <laughs> she finally appreciates him as what's happening here. Like, you know what? You did make that flute for me. That's a nice thing to do. <laughs> I can She learned something. That's good. Small steps. That's all right.
1: They've improved over the course of the series. There's no question about that. If you're taking bets on, uh, will they, won't they, <laughs> Tebow and Latara? You know, <laughs> here you go. This is the episode for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the most headway
2: in the Tebow Latara <laughs> ship. So some people, that's all they watch shows for. So
0: this is this is what you're looking for right here.
1: <laughs> it's true. I know. They're just just keeping us going a little bit every episode.
0: <laughs> Anybody have any closing thoughts on this episode?
1: Oh yeah, I mean. I realized we didn't even rate the last one. Are we
2: still doing the nub by default?
1: Yeah. Well, right. Was this was this an interesting episode? Yeah. Would I recommend watching it? No.
0: <laughs> it's still no good. <laughs> no. Nope. No. None of them were any good. No.
1: Of
2: these two, the second one with the flute was better than the first one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a lot more going on.
2: Like I couldn't care less about that hut of horrors episode, but the this one was this one was okay. So the next two are called Just My Luck and Bringing Up Norky. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, any any bets on whether that'll be better than this one? Ooh. I'd be surprised, but we'll find out. Surprise me, Ewoks. Please.
1: <laughs> we have three to go. Ramping up to the exciting conclusion of
0: the series. We're just trying to pile through them while we're all sitting at home. See, the peak will probably be Battle for the Sun Star.
2: I think definitely
0: likely that episode's already out
1: go listen to that what are you doing listening to this Uh. (laughs) put this warning at the beginning of every single one (laughs) instead you listen to the whole thing and now we're telling you to leave
0: yeah terrible terrible show
1: we're glad you're here no i like these i still think it's fun if it's terrible we can laugh at it you know if it's good we can talk about it all day that's great but bad it's still fun to laugh at
2: and we are learning just a little bit more about weird pockets of the star wars universe you know i'm sure this isn't as weird as it gets Mm, this might be as weird as it gets the season scepter yeah yeah we gotta sign off here yeah goodbye all
0: right bye